The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Lucy Hewitt, and her guest experts. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here is Lucy Hewitt. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy Hewitt, nutritional therapist. And I'm Madeline Hewitt. And I'm Janie Schmidt, PharmD. And welcome, welcome, and hello to everybody, and welcome to our show today. Here we are in 2014, starting with a clean slate, a new year. Our challenge to you for 2014 is to take charge of your own health by educating yourself on how your body works and making wise nutrition and lifestyle choices to reverse the disease continuum. Now, that disease continuum was something that we spoke about last week, understanding that diseases don't just come out of nowhere. Sometimes people kind of think, well, all of a sudden I got high blood pressure or all of a sudden I have heart disease or all of a sudden I have cancer. It's important that we all understand that these things just don't pop out of nowhere all of a sudden, that they actually take years and years of, uh, of development and oftentimes starting from poor choices of nutrition, poor choices in movement, all kinds of different choices that put you on a continuum that when you keep doing that over and over, over many years, then that's what leads us onto this disease continuum until now we actually have something that can be measured maybe on lab results or maybe you've got a lump or you know whatever the thing is where you go oh here's the disease it's important to know that that was in years of making and that's what we call the disease continuum and if we think of it as an arrow that's drawing horizontally to the right what we want to think about in 2014 is maybe turning that around and turning that arrow to the left and reversing that disease continuum. And that would even be for people that don't have any sort of diagnosed disease. Because we can pretty much all think if we haven't been making good lifestyle choices, then we are already on the disease continuum, whether or not you actually have a disease that's diagnosed. We're heading that direction. And it's just a matter of time that that will come out for you. And so we think of reversing the disease continuum. And if you don't have ideal health right now, you can think of it this way. It's because given your DNA, you have not made enough healthy lifestyle choices to enjoy the good health that you deserve. And we want everybody to know that, of course, you deserve to have good health. And we want to get ourselves on that path. It's such an important point. When making decisions about how you want to live your life, it's wise to consider what you will feel like or what will happen to you if you make one choice over another. 
For instance, one woman I know mentioned that she has lived 80 years doing and eating what she has done this far. And basically it's, you know, I'm in my 80s, I've lived this long, so, you know, I must be doing something right. So why should I clean up my diet? Why should I change my lifestyle? I might as well just stay as I am. And my answer to her was, well, it really depends on what you want your life to be like and how you want to feel in your next maybe five years, 10 years, 15 years, or 20. Because somebody that's lived already to be into their 80s has a really good chance of living maybe another 10 or 15 or 20 years. And the question is, how do you want those years to be? Now, I just spoke, it was actually maybe about a half an hour ago to a woman who is 78 years old, and she's been coming to our body shaping class here at the studio since 2002. So that's over 10 years that she's been coming in this body shaping class. Um, it, for people that that go to the class, you know what it's like. But if you haven't been to the class, this is not a class that's one of these nice, gentle classes for elderly people. This is a pretty rigorous class that uses all kinds of weights. And um, it, it's very challenging for everybody. And she is 78 years old and has consistently been coming to this class. And I happen to be having a conversation with her um, her mother's 103 years old, and every year she sends me a picture of her with her mother. And um, at first it was, well, my mother's 97. Now, oh, my mother's 98. Well, now she's 103 years old. And this particular woman um, has her husband who has moderate dementia. And so here she is, 78 years old, taking care of a 103-year-old mother and a husband with moderate dementia. And she told me that she continues to be careful with her health and her choices and continues to exercise because she needs to stay healthy and strong to take care of these two people that are so close to her. So for her, she looks ahead that if I if I don't exercise, if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be able to be here for these people. And we can see that this really is a choice for what we want in our future, and our future includes even tomorrow. So ask yourself, if you project ahead into your life and maybe see yourself as an old or older person, it doesn't matter if you're 20 listening on the show or if you're somebody in your 80s. It doesn't really matter. Ask yourself, going ahead in the future, do you want joint pain? How about dementia? Do you want to be living your last years in a wheelchair? How about with back or neck pain? Do you want to die early of a heart attack? Or how about a stroke? And we know that these things aren't rare, that uh, we know that they're very, very common and afflict many, many people. And instead of looking at food and lifestyle choices as something that makes us good people or bad people, which is something that I come across all the time, people make statements like, oh, I was so bad over the holidays. And that's I see that as a little bit of a childish uh, reaction to your own behavior. And maybe we can move away from that, that kind of childish thing of I'm bad or I'm good and that it's not a parental thing coming down from the sky that's, that's asking people to eat healthy food. Instead that we can start to grow up and take charge of what we want for ourselves and really go into yourself and take responsibility for what you want in your life. Take charge of what we want for ourselves and for our loved ones, both today and in the future. This is true. We have important things to accomplish in our lives and people who need our talents and abilities 
even when we are old. We need good health to do that. And we're living in a world now that we have never experienced before with the toxins in the environment. These toxins have put an added burden on our lives and our bodies. And we need to take a little bit more extraordinary measures to keep our bodies running healthy at this point in time. Our future is a direct result of what we are doing today. What you do today plays out in your future. So here we are at the start of a new year. Ask yourself what small thing you can do each day or each week that will make a positive difference for you by the end of 2014. So project ahead. Now it's early January. We go all through the 12 months. It's at the end of next year. Where do you want to be? What would you like to say about you or your accomplishments or what you feel like by the end of 2014? Here, it could be anything. I'm going to give you a couple ideas, and of course I'm going to pick this one as number one. You could pick to listen to this radio show every week. <laughs> how about that one? To educate yourself. Think about how much you'll know by the end of the year if you listen to this information and become motivated every single week throughout the year 2014. Now, maybe it could be something to change even one tiny thing in your diet. It could be to maybe make food purchases at a specific place that you want to support. Now, that could be a local food co-op, a CSA, or maybe buying directly from a local farm. It could be to start eating fermented foods to improve gut bacteria. Now, the point is, if you even just choose one tiny thing and you do that throughout the whole year, you're going to be a different person by the end of the year. And Madeline and Lucy, we were talking before the show that they have some changes that they're going to be doing for this year and something that's a little bit of a new focus for them. Yes, one of my changes this year is that I'm going to focus on planning my meals ahead of time. I mean, this is something that we've talked about on the show and I talk about with my clients to plan the week ahead of time. Grocery shop, make your menus, and actually cook in advance. So that's what I'm focusing on. You know, and that's such a great idea, and it it seems like one of those things that's really simple, kind of like plan, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, what we find is that a lot of people really already know what they want to be doing, and so for some people, it's not that it's they need a whole lot more education. They say, you know what, I just need to actually just do it. Just put it into play. And that's, I think, what Lucy's getting at here is planning in advance. Is that what you're talking about, Lucy? Exactly. Yes. This year, I've been focusing more on other things. I guess I got off track with my planning in advance, and I keep thinking, oh, it'll fall into place. I'll figure out lunch later. And then, of course, breakfast goes by, lunch arrives, it's 2 p.m., and I need to eat, and there's not a whole lot available for me, so I end up maybe making a smoothie. So I find things, but I could fine-tune that a lot further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Now, my, my New Year's resolution, if you like to call it that, it's pretty different than Lucy's. This year, I'm going to be working on reducing my stress. And this is mostly stress just with my 
thoughts and just my whole idea around my health in general. And I've spent a lot of time over the last few years improving my own health and improving my diet and all kinds of different parts of my life. But I've found that recently it's actually become very stressful for me and that I, um, it, I guess I don't know any other word to put it. It's stressful for me to think about decreasing my stress. Mm-hmm. So I'm working actually with another practitioner on finding ways to reduce my stress throughout all different parts of my life mm-hmm. with my so health and with everything. That's such a good point because we bring up stress a lot on the show and we're actually going to be talking about it today. Our topic will be detoxification and just a quick mention about um, you could be eating really wonderful foods and doing the right amount of exercise for you, but if you've got stress that's going on and that could be nutritional stress, physical stress, that could be emotional stress, but when you have that stress that really severely depletes nutrients and minerals in your body. And with our our topic today, we're talking about detoxification and you need quite a high quantity of minerals and nutrients to be able to detoxify through your liver and stress depletes those. And if we think about it, most people are already very, very depleted in minerals and nutrients in the first place. And when you add stress on top of it, it just gets further and further depleted. And so, um, it sounds like this is a great idea to focus on the stress. And sometimes we need to actually get some outside help with that. And so it sounds like, Madeline, you're working with a practitioner to help you to address it. So that's 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 great. Yeah, yeah. I find that that makes a pretty big difference for me to work with another person. Mm-hmm. Now, on another topic here, I was listening to the news this morning, and maybe everybody else has heard this too. I just was absolutely jumping for joy when I heard that General Mills is now going to be making their Cheerios without GMO corn and sugar. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, that was a big announcement this morning. And, you know, even though we we all don't think that Cheerios is necessarily an ideal food, and certainly an awful lot of people eat Cheerios, and for a large company such just General Mills to make a decision such as this. This is at, this is so so huge, and um, I was just so happy to hear it. And it's at, as a direct result from consumers, you and me and everybody else here who has been asking for organic food for non-GMO. That when we see finally, it, it's going to be these big companies that start to respond to consumer requests and demand. That's going to start to make a change. So I I just was so happy to hear this. And when there's this much demand, hopefully that then we see more non-GMO and organic crops being grown. And one of the problems that we actually have right now is that there's so little non-GMO corn that's available that um, hopefully this news gets out, it's going to drive more people to go into that type of farming with a more... uh, demand for non-GMO. So that's just such such great news. And it, I think that once it starts, I'm going to expect to hear more and more things in the news like this because I think once a big company does this, 
other companies are going to be like, well, then we don't want to sit here and use GMO. You know, it, make, it makes us look bad. So let's just all stay tuned and watch in the news. And at the same time, know that it's because of you and what if you're speaking up and the kind of foods that you buy that are driving this decision. So if you continue to buy non-organic food or GMO food, that's going to drive those people to continue to produce that. So the more of us that we buy non-GMO and buy organic and shop at co-ops and local and all of that, it's going to drive our economy in that direction and then we all benefit from it. Now, we're taking callers today and we'd love to hear from you, of course, any questions you have, but we'd also love to hear about any changes that you plan to make for the upcoming year or maybe a change that you've already done, maybe in 2013, um, or maybe you have questions about our topic that we're going to be talking about detoxification. And the number to call is, what is it again, Lucy? Oh, it's one 866 472 5792 and you can also email us at info at mybodybalancenutrition.com I'm checking it throughout the whole show so you can definitely email as you're listening mm-hmm. okay great and we have one more great announcement to make and get out your calendars now or your phones if you put the calendar on the phone on January 31st we are going to have a special guest on our show and the guest is Michael Larson he's a blog editor for the blog called Good Health Begins in the Gut. And he will be on our show to talk about gut bacteria, health, and disease. And we know that most disease begins in the gut. Now, Michael and his wife, Holly, they have two little girls, and one of them was diagnosed with autism. And they, as parents, took the approach of gut healing to help their little girl reverse the autism. Michael and Holly are also the creators of Tula's Coco Kefir. Tula is their daughter. And this Tula's Coco Kefir is a fermented coconut water product. Now, on the show, he won't be talking at all about the coconut water, but he's going to be discussing the role that gut bacteria has on good and bad health. And in his case, the improvement of autism. And he'll have so much to share with us. It's not a show that you're going to want to miss. So be ready. Mark it on your calendars. Be ready to call in and ask Michael some good questions. Now, our topic for today is talking about detoxification. Our last four shows or so, we've been talking about body composition. And you might be wondering, well, how does detoxification fit in with body composition? That's what we're going to be talking about when we get back from our break. Yeah, it's already time for our first break. So we'll see you back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. 
Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach Lucy Hewitt or her expert guests, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy along with Madeline and Jeannie. And let's get into our discussion about detoxification. Yes, detoxification and body composition. Now, how do those two even match up at all? Well, let's just talk about these toxins in the environment that we know that we've got hundreds of thousands of toxins in the environment that we all breathe in. It goes through our skin. It comes in on our dry cleaning and the clothes. It's, it's all over. So we all have exposure to toxins. Many of these toxins are fat-soluble, and when they enter your body, they may be in the bloodstream for a while, and some stay in your bloodstream, but many of them get sequestered away into fat cells. And once they go into the fat, they can fill up more and more and more and more and get lots and lots and lots of toxins inside the fat cell. And so... Imagine then if you're somebody that has excess body fat and you decide, I think I'm going to go on some sort of program that I can lose body fat. So you go on some sort of program. It's time for you to let go of the fat in the fat cell. And for a number of people, what your body says is, "Uh uh-uh. It says, nope, nope, nope. There is so much toxin that's in that fat cell that if I release this, it's not going to be a safe environment for this person. Knowing that your body has a high priority on keeping you alive. All right. So we can see then for some people when they try and lose body fat and they go on a diet, like maybe you go on some sort of low calorie diet and think I should be losing weight, but I'm not. It very, very well could be that you've got your body is not ready to let go of those toxins and your liver doesn't have the capability and your body sends a message that says, let's not actually open up those fat cells and let go of the fat along with the toxins. And so in that case, if somebody's working on their body composition and wants to lose body fat, this is why they would be putting some sort of attention on detoxification. And that's what we're talking about today. Now, people have very different abilities to detoxify. And it's important that we all understand that the work that your body goes through to detoxify these compounds, it uses up and it depletes nutrients. 
And when those nutrients get low, then we become even more vulnerable to the next toxin we encounter. So realize we're bombarded with thousands of toxins and babies even. They're born now with thousands of toxins already in their systems. And these are toxins that did not exist 100 years ago. So this is a, this is a new problem for people. Now, to, you, you might be asking, in the classes people ask me this, now, Jeannie, what exactly do you mean by metabolize? Or what does it mean to detoxify? Well, to detoxify means that your liver needs to change the chemical structure of the toxin. It has to change that chemical structure in some way to allow the toxin to leave your body through your colon or your kidneys. Now, the toxin doesn't just simply leave your body in its original state. It takes work for your liver to accomplish this. Now, in fact, it takes quite a few minerals and enzymes to take a compound and to get it out of your body. For instance... If you have a toxin such as trichloroethylene, and that would be something that you get in dry cleaning, all right, so you pick up your dry cleaning, and if it's one that uses trichloroethylene, which most of them do, and you put your clothes on, that goes through your skin, and now you have trichloroethylene in your system. Okay, same with decaf coffee. For lots of those, there's trichloroethylene in that. All right, so we get trichloroethylene, it's in your body, and then your body is going to attach a nutrient called glutathione to the trichloroethylene so that your body can now eliminate the trichloroethylene. However, there can be a problem here. If you've already depleted your glutathione um, because you are trying to get rid of so much trichloroethylene, so say that you've got a lot and you keep putting these clothes on with the trichloroethylene and you've depleted your glutathione. Okay, now all of a sudden you walk in somewhere and they're doing painting and there's paint fumes. Okay, paint fumes are also going to take glutathione to detoxify, but now you're low on that because you've been wearing these clothes from, from, the, from the dry cleaners and you're de- depleted in the glutathione. So when you're exposed to the paint fumes, now you're not somebody who's going to be able to just get the paint fumes through your liver to detoxify and get them out of your system. You're going to more likely end up with a headache or a sick feeling from the paint fumes. And now, maybe there's other people in the room with you in the paint fumes, and they go, well, that's funny, I don't have a headache and I'm not sick. That might be somebody that has plenty of glutathione. Maybe they weren't already exposed to some other toxin that they depleted their glutathione. And those people maybe can eliminate the toxin quickly, so they don't experience the headache and they don't experience the sick feeling. Now, glutathione is just one example of a nutrient that you need for detoxification. And you have a handful of other nutrients for the same purpose. Now, however, before the glutathione can be used in the detoxification process, you need a variety of minerals and enzymes to change the toxin molecule before the glutathione can attach itself. So let's just back up here and start over a bit, thinking that you have two phases of detoxification. So if you have a pen and some paper, you can even write this down. There's two phases for detox. Number one, 
The first phase is where your minerals and enzymes change the electrons on the toxin. So we can just pick a toxin such as that trichloroethylene and picture that it has some sort of molecular structure. Well, it's in your body, and then these minerals and enzymes come around, and it starts to change just the electrons on the toxin. And we can think that that's preparing that toxin to be able to accept the nutrient called glutathione. Now, some of those minerals that you need to change the electrons here would be magnesium, zinc, manganese, and then my favorite here, molybdenum. And then there's a lot more minerals as well. You also need vitamin C, lipoic acid, and these are other antioxidants, and they act as electron donors in this phase one process. So let's just review. You have two phases of detoxification. In the first phase, you need a variety of minerals, enzymes, and also vitamins, such as vitamin C, in order to just change the electrons on the toxin. So you can think it's going to prep this toxin so that it's going to be able to hook up with this detox nutrient. Okay, so let's let's pretend that that happened, that we have the trichloroethylene and then we change the electrons because we had plenty of, of minerals and enzymes. We have all this great vitamin C, so change the electrons and now phase two happens. Phase two is where that toxin connects with the glutathione. And glutathione is a great big heavy molecule. It makes the toxin super heavy, so it can't actually be absorbed and recirculated into the system. And instead, it's able to be eliminated by the colon or the kidneys. So you poop the toxin out or you pee the toxin out because it's been hooked to this glutathione. So let's just back up a little bit. If phase one requires minerals and antioxidants and you're eating a diet of fast food and soda pop and you don't eat vegetables, you're not going to have the minerals that are necessary for even the first phase of detoxification. The other thing here, Madeline was talking about this before, is stress. When you're under stressful conditions, and remember that could be a variety of stress. It doesn't just mean that you have like this stress life and that you're worried and anxious all the time. Nutrition also causes stress, and pain causes stress. All kinds of things cause stress. When you're under stress, that severely depletes your minerals, especially magnesium. Now, picture that you're eating a great diet, okay? But if you're under a lot of stress, you can easily deplete those minerals to the point where you cannot efficiently affect phase one detoxification, so let's just back up there a little bit. Say that you go, well, you know what? I'm, I'm having my dynamic greens. I'm getting lots of minerals. I eat an organic diet. I don't drink soda pop. I don't go to the fast food places. But you have this high stress. You can still be one of these people that's walking around with a very, very, very low nutrient and mineral status. And that affects your ability to detoxify. Now, we, we had um, uh, one of the clients here. She was an example of that. She actually never, ever ate sugar. She had a, just an impeccable diet, and she cooked all of her own food, didn't go out to eat at all. And she took exercise classes that were the right level for her. And her weight was just where she wanted it to be. Everything was fine for her. But over a year's period of time, 
uh, her father got very ill and they needed to transfer him to a nursing home and the situation deteriorated over time. And at the same time, her son was getting into trouble and that situation deteriorated and she experienced an extreme high level of stress for a year. And she came back and said, you know what, I don't know why I did not change my diet. I didn't change my exercise and I put on 20 pounds. And she was looking for an answer in her diet, but the clear answer was, you've driven up your stress level so much that you've depleted your nutrition, you've depleted your minerals, and you've driven so many processes in order to store fat. And so we can see that stress is really a great big issue for uh, nutrition for people. It depletes nutrients. And stress, it not only depletes your minerals, but it also depletes glutathione. Now, in terms of something that people ask us all the time, somebody in like in the nutrition class will speak up and say, well, what about alcohol? People ask that in pretty much every class. And what's important to know is that Drinking alcohol uses up minerals and antioxidants and nutrients that you need for detoxification. And people just want to know, is alcohol good or bad? Because we hear a lot of things, right? What's important for you to know is that alcohol is a toxin. So alcohol is going to be going through this process in your liver, so it's, it's not really that different from trichloroethylene, okay? You have alcohol, your body, that's not a nutrient for your body. It needs to be changed into a different molecule so that you can eliminate it. It goes through that same process and it uses up nutrients that you need for detoxification. So picture this, if you're somebody that's already having trouble with detoxification and you're working on improving health problems, including getting your body fat percentage into its ideal range, then alcohol is going to make your problem worse for you. Now, Say that you're a person that you have robust detoxification capabilities. You have outstanding nutrition and you have absolutely no health problems, including that you have body fat that is at your ideal range. For you, moderate alcohol ingestion probably isn't going to be trouble for you. So in making these decisions... Again, it's important that we move away from a little bit more of a childish thinking of, is it good or bad? It's, it, that's not what the point is, is that we want to learn what does alcohol do in your body and what type of body are you dealing with, and then you can make the decision for yourself if that's going to be beneficial or not for you. Now, in the whole realm of detoxification programs, a very simple one is to clean up your diet and start eating an array of vegetables. So why would that be? Why, why would eating vegetables even have anything to do with detoxification? Well, we just mentioned that detoxification is dependent on minerals. And for people that are eating a diet of fast food or processed foods or, or sugar, you're going to be deficient in minerals. And if you start switching that over and eating a diet that has a full array of vegetables, at least a bunch of vegetables with every single meal, that's going to all of a sudden kick in a nice phase one detoxification for you. And you're going to see some beneficial results. So we can see that 
for people that have a very poor diet, instead of going on a really, really radical detox program, sometimes it's best to just start with moving out the processed food and the sugar, start eating more vegetables, and you can see your health dramatically improve for you. Seriously reducing your stress level is also going to help you stop depleting essential minerals, antioxidants, and nutrients that are critical for detoxification. Another one here is to consider supplementing with a high-quality multivitamin and mineral. So if we want to think that the root of so many problems with people is actually a lack of nutrition, and we might think, well, you know what? How could that be? Here we are in the U.S. We have all the food possible that we could get. Every time I turn around, there's food available. And I see people that are overweight here in this country. Over half of people are overweight. So how could we have a problem with nutrition? And the answer here is that we have a problem with nutrients in the body, that we have plenty of food that's available here, except it's clearly lacking in nutrition. So something like we were mentioning Cheerios before, that's wonderful that they're going to now use non-GMO sugar in that. However, if you look at something like Cheerios, you have to ask yourself, um, even if it's going to be non-GMO, which is a great move ahead for everybody, and we're very, very glad and happy about that, but still, putting Cheerios into your body, ask yourself now, how, how many minerals are going to come along with that? How, how much nutrition is coming along with eating something like Cheerios? Or think about even a piece of bread or potato chips. There's not going to be very much nutrition in that. And so we can see that that's pretty much the mainstay of many, many people's diets. And if we start thinking that every single thing that I'm going to put in my mouth is going to have a huge amount of nutrition, then we can start to turn around this process of detoxification and clean our bodies up. And it's just a different way of looking at it. And, and one of those would be considering supplementing with a multivitamin and mineral, knowing that it's very difficult nowadays to get all the minerals that we need only from food. Now, almost everyone also needs additional supplemental magnesium. And if you're going to be supplementing with magnesium, something that we suggest is using different types of magnesium. And if you think, well, in my multivitamin, I can see on there there's some magnesium in there. That's going to be a tiny amount. So we're talking about you need quite a bit more magnesium, way more than what you're going to find in a multivitamin. So if you're, if you're out shopping for supplements, something that you're going to want to look for is something called magnesium glycinate. That's G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E, magnesium glycinate. And that word glycinate is just called the salt of the magnesium. And so we want to get actually different salts of magnesium so that you can start to replenish these, sto- these stores in a more efficient manner. And there's a couple other great ways to get magnesium into your body that we're going to talk about after we return from our break. Is that right, Lucy? That's right. Are we on a break? It is time for a break. So remember that we're taking callers. The number is one 866 472 We want to hear what your plan is for the New Year's. Thank you. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ready for in-your-face, smash-mouth talk? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go? You're not going to be shy here. Tune into Anything Goes featuring Ike Mega Griffin. He's got the facts to back up the talk and invites you to join him every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, just before the weekend on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Mega tells it like it is. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach Lucy Hewitt or her expert guests, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy along with Madeline and Jeannie. Let's continue our discussion on detoxification. And right before the break, Jeannie, you were talking about magnesium supplements. Yes, magnesium supplements. And I was just mentioning mentioning the first one that we would recommend would be magnesium glycinate. And you can find all different forms of magnesium if you happen to go to a store. And one of them you might find is magnesium citrate. And that's a great uh, form of magnesium. However, that would be something that you would use if you have trouble with constipation. And the reason is, is because magnesium citrate, a lot of that you don't absorb. It stays in your colon and it actually draws water into your colon to help you just poop easier. So magnesium citrate would be something you would use uh, for constipation. Magnesium glycinate, that's more absorbable, and that's why you would use that one if you are intent on raising your stores of magnesium. And I'm just going to take a little bit of a side note here because sometimes there's a little confusion about magnesium levels in people. And sometimes people mistake in this and think that we're talking about serum magnesium levels. So you might have had some lab work done and maybe there was a serum magnesium level on there and then it comes out and it's normal and then you think everything's fine, that your magnesium is perfectly fine. But what you need to know is that in your serum, there's less than 1% of your magnesium in your body is actually in your serum. So you need to have that in your serum and your body puts a high priority on keeping that that serum magnesium level very, very even. And once that gets too high or too low, you have some pretty bad health problems real quick. And so it draws from stores. You have a lot of magnesium in your bones. And then the other place where this is pretty critical is you, you have a lot of magnesium or should have in all of your cells, including your red blood cells. And so if somebody was actually going to 
truly scientifically find out if they were high or low or medium in magnesium, you would do what's called a red blood cell sample test where the red blood cell is broken open and it's determined in the lab how much magnesium we have inside the red blood cell. That's telling you more about your stores of magnesium. So you just don't want to mistake in it and think, oh no, I had my labs done, my magnesium is fine. So what we find with the level of, of the low level of nutrition in food nowadays because of the depletion of the minerals in the soil is that really you can pretty much assume that you're going to be low in magnesium. And that's why we're talking about magnesium supplements. And, and we're talking about these because they help you with detoxification. And most everybody is low in magnesium, and so it hampers your ability to effectively detoxify these environmental toxins through your liver. And um, that that's where we're coming from with the magnesium. So if you were going to be taking the magnesium glycinate, you would think if you're new with this, you would start by taking about 200 milligrams of that at bedtime. And then just a word of caution here. Anybody that has kidney disease, you probably already know this and have been cautioned about it, but people with kidney disease do not take supplemental magnesium. So we're not talking about people with kidney disease. If your kidneys are healthy, then we're talking to you about this. So you might start by taking about 200 milligrams at bedtime. And then you can also take that throughout the day as well if you'd like to add in a few more doses. And the way that you find out if you're taking too much magnesium is you'll end up with diarrhea. So if that happens, you just back off with it. And that's what ends up limiting how much a person can take orally for magnesium. So if you're going to be taking these doses of oral magnesium, you can plan on it'll take about one year for you to bring your magnesium stores up. So it's a long-term process. Us, it's quite a project to do that. And because of this, we also recommend that people get magnesium in through their skin transdermally. And there are two ways to do that. One, there's this great product called Magnesium Gel. It's made by this company called Ancient Minerals. It comes in a gel or an oil. And it's actually not an oil. It's called magnesium oil, but it's just a super saturated solution that feels kind of oily. And you just put it all over your body and you wait about 20 minutes. It's going to absorb through your skin and you go ahead and shower that off. That's going to give you a nice dose of magnesium. That happens to be magnesium gluconate. So you had magnesium glycinate, there's magnesium gluconate. They're two different salts. That's going to be more effective at raising your magnesium level. And then there's another one, and I think everybody's heard of this, Epsom salts. That's magnesium sulfate. So there's a third salt there. Epsom salt baths, everybody pretty much knows that when you have these sore, tired muscles, you get in an Epsom salt bath, and that helps you feel better. And that's because the magnesium is absorbed through your skin and goes into your body. It relaxes your muscles. So, of course, it's great if you have sore muscles, but if you're somebody that's working on improving your detox capability, you would want to be taking some Epsom salts baths. And something else as a side note here, if you heard me say this, it's magnesium sulfate. The sulfate in there, the sulfur is actually used in the detoxification process. So out of these, magnesium sulfate is actually one of the best if you're somebody that's working on detoxification. So you get the, both the magnesium 
and the sulfur from the Epsom salts baths. Now, if you're going to take the Epsom salt bath, you have to put in about two cups. Okay, sometimes people put a tablespoon in the bath. That's not going to be enough. Put in two cups and make sure that dissolves in the bath and stay in there at least 20 minutes and try and and get yourself under the water so it, it goes through your skin and you actually absorb that. Madeline, don't you take Epsom salts baths? Oh, yeah, I take those all the time. Yeah, I really like taking them before bed, and I also have a bit of sleeping trouble. So when I take those, I sleep much better. Mm -hmm. I'm able to relax and just stay in bed a lot better. Mm -hmm. And Jeannie, you mentioned that the magnesium is a mineral used for detoxification, but it also helps you deal with stress, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because when you're, when you have plenty of magnesium in, inside of your cells, like in the red blood cells and in the nerve cells, and you're faced with a stressful situation, or maybe it's even pain or it's nutritional stress, when your body has plenty of magnesium, you handle that stress so much better. And one reason is because in a whole stress response, it uses up magnesium. So if you have plenty there, then it's going to help you with that whole stress response. But on the other hand, say that you are already low with magnesium, which most of us are, and then we're faced with these stressful experiences you're not able to handle that experience as well when your magnesium is low. And it becomes this horrible, vicious cycle that you are under stress and that the stress response depletes your magnesium. Now it's low, you're, you're exposed to more stress, you can't handle the stress, and it goes into a, a big circle around and around and around until your health starts to plummet and you're not happy anymore. So we can start to reverse that cycle in two ways, by decreasing your stress and also by improving your magnesium status. Now, there's another really, really great way to uh, detoxify, and that's with an infrared sauna. And um, there's near-infrared and there's far-infrared, and... We go for the far infrared saunas here, and we've got one here at the studio that we we use with the clients, but we actually recommend people consider purchasing your own infrared sauna for your own use at home. This would be something that you and any other family members can use, and you would want to actually use it for the whole rest of your life. So rather than have to come, whether it's into here, the studio, or somewhere else to keep doing your saunas, we, we would really highly recommend that if, if it's too expensive now, that start budgeting and get one for your own self. They're very small and they fit into people's homes and apartments actually very easy. And how does, how does the infrared sauna work? It actually has these uh, infrared waves that penetrate your body one inch to maybe an inch and a half. And it's those infrared waves that help your body to let go of toxins. So we can see it lets go of the toxins and then you also have heat in there. So two things, infrared and then you also have heat. And when you're hot, what do you do? You sweat. Yeah, you sweat. And so that's one good way of getting rid of the toxins. So it's the infrared rays that help you release the toxin. And then by sweating, that gets it out of your body. However, um, that's not the whole story with those. Because you're going to be sweating somewhat, but 
you have to realize that you've just released a bunch of toxins that go into your bloodstream and that's going to eventually land to your liver and your liver is going to need to go through that phase one and phase two process that we explained earlier in the show. That means it's going to take minerals, it's going to take vitamin C and some other vitamins and it's going to take antioxidants and things like sulfur and glutathione in order for you to actually get that toxin to go through your liver and out through your colon and kidneys. So it's not going to be beneficial for you to do something like an infrared sauna on a regular basis if you're not supporting your detoxification system. So that would mean you for sure need to be taking supplemental magnesium and you need to actually supplement all of your minerals. So a concentrated mineral supplement to replace those minerals. Because let's just back up here again. It's not just because you're already low in minerals in the first place. It's because those infrared rays are releasing toxins. And just by going through your liver, you use up minerals to go through that detox. So you're actually depleting yourself of minerals when you do those infrared saunas or any strong detoxification program. So you need to be sure that you're replacing a concentrated source of minerals into your body on a regular basis. And the other thing, something we do here is we replace also the glutathione. And we use a special supplement that's a reduced form of glutathione. You can't just take glutathione. It's actually not absorbed. It has to be, the molecule has to be changed in order for you to actually absorb that. And so we use a special reduced form along with alpha lipoic acid and a variety of minerals for people after the sauna. So you, you want to understand that when you're doing a little bit of stronger detox programs, you want to have some sort of professional help and support or you can get yourself depleted and into trouble with it. Now, if you're going to do a sauna maybe once, you know, once every three weeks or once a month, that's not going to be an issue. This is for people that are doing this on a daily basis or maybe three or four times a week. You're really working on detox. You can deplete yourself. And we also work with people a little bit more with more intensity by speeding up the detox process by using specialized medical foods and detox supplements. And that assures a more rapid detoxification that stays safe. And safe, again, means that your body is supported in its ability to get the toxins out of your body and through the liver and not have the toxins accumulate and cause trouble in your body. And so for us here at the studio, we stay in touch with these clients on a daily basis and we monitor their weight daily, fluid status, energy level, and we make changes accordingly if and when they experience trouble because we don't want to wait days in order to fix the problem. So why I'm bringing this up is because we highly recommend people don't go on some sort of uh, strong detox program without getting professional help. You don't want to release toxins into your body if your liver does not have the ability to get those through the liver and out of your body in a rather quick uh, fashion. 
So a real simple way for you to boost your own detoxification besides just cleaning up your diet and eating vegetables is to use dynamic greens. Or it, and Dynamic greens is a concentrated source of phytonutrients and it's so much stronger than food. And so for people with a very poor diet, even drinking one glass a day of dynamic greens will make a big difference for you. If you want to really go for it, maybe take 10 glasses a day for just five days. It rapidly gets rid of excess acid and helps you become so much better at detoxifying. So it looks like, are we coming to a close, Lucy? We are. It's time to wrap up. Well, everybody, we're so glad that you could join us today. And remember to mark your calendar for January 31st when Michael Larson will talk to us about gut bacteria and health. Otherwise, continue the conversation between now and next week on our blog at mybodybalancenutrition.com or on our Facebook page. I'm Lucy, along with Madeline and Jeannie, and that's our show. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Lucy Hewitt for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead. We'll be right back. 